We'd like to welcome you guys out to the Real Life Podcast. I'm Ray, once again covering for uh, Mr. Rick, man. Of course, you know, it's it's 12 o'clock p.m. in the morning. And, and uh, you know, this, would, this is a, a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity for me because my special guest here today is not only the missionary, Joab Fuentes, man, and uh, this is a good friend of mine, and he came down from Mexico you know, to visit family and to do other things that way he was here. So he came back to the church. So it was a great honor and a great privilege to have him back. But it's even a greater privilege to have my friend. You know, he's also a pastor. You know, he's pastor now, but he's also my friend. And I'm grateful and I'm thankful to have you in the in the studio today, man. And uh, tonight, or should I say this morning? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I am extremely grateful. I'm wired on coffee and I'm ready to talk, man. So, so right when we go, uh, before we get into it, man, I just uh, I just want to ask you, uh, tell us a little bit on uh, on your uh, about your journey and how it is that you got to to get sent out to be as a missionary, man. Um, tell us a little bit about that journey. All right. Well, first of all, I just want to say that, you know, I'm grateful to be here. Grateful to be here, even though. 12 or whatever you know but <laughs> hey, i do this every day anyway so hey. uh but i mean if i can put if i can put all this uh the answer to this question in in one word i would say availability mm. uh it, it really has been availability uh just being available for the things of god actually before we started this we were just talking i mean literally seconds we were just talking about you know that um, that we used to do all these things for the world, you know, things that would that usually you sh- shameful of, that you are uh, afraid to do or whatever, you know. But because of the consumption of whatever it is that you had in your either drugs or beard or whatever, you know, um, you were able to do them and you didn't care about it, you know. So why not do the same thing for God, you know? Because we have the Holy Spirit that will help us and uh, do things that we cannot do and. And that's and that's what I've been doing. You know, I've been relying in 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 God to do things through my life because, I mean, if I could really think to see what have I done on my own strength, I mean, there's nothing, man. There's nothing. There's nothing but going to church. I mean, well, and even then, the Bible says that unless God draws us to Himself, then we will never be saved. That's right. You know, so um, even that, you know. We need God's help. And so, yeah, it's been just availability, man. It's just been uh, everything that I just decided to be um, helpful in the church. I decided to be, you know, that that person that everybody can rely on, that that, uh, that I could be there whenever nobody wanted to be there, you know. So everything that I was asked to do, it was always yes. It was always yes. I mean, and, and Pastor Rosario uh taught me that that you know that not everything has to be jazz you know you have to have some kind of um balance right i mean you got to find that balance you know because you don't want to sell or tell people um yes i can do this 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 and that and then not able to do anything yeah. you know so yeah. Yeah. there is a limit uh but for for most of the time, I was I was always you know willing to do whatever it is that needed to be done, and uh, and I know there's some people that could be at, or that could attest to that you know that anytime that they needed somebody you know I was there. Yeah. And uh and I don't say this to glorify myself. I say this because that's that's what 
that's what helped me to be where I am. You know, that's what God taught me. That's what God um, um, just taught me in a way that, you know, when you're available for God, it doesn't matter your weaknesses. It doesn't matter your your things that you think or your fears, the things that you think that you can't do. You know, when you really are available for God and you just rely on God to to do whatever it is that he wants to do with your life, I mean, he'll blow your mind, man. He'll blow your mind because... Like I was saying in my sermon yesterday, or last night, or two days from now, or I don't know. I don't even know what day it is, man. But uh, mm-hmm. I was saying that, um, you know, till this day, every time that I go outreach, every time that I pick up the megaphone and try to preach to people in the streets, man, I, I, I'm afraid, man. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm still nervous. I'm still, but through all that nervousness and everything, like, I just do what I know to do, man. And and that's, I think that's a key, you know, just to know what you know to do, to know that that whatever it is going on, you know, just keep doing what you know to do. Right. Keep doing what what you were taught to do, you know. But yeah, so availability, man. You know, it's it's uh, <clears throat> pretty funny you say that, uh, Pastor. I just, I want to bring one thing into remembrance. <laughs> you know, I <clears throat> I finally come to Pastor and I'm like, hey, man, uh, I'm, I'm ready to do something for God, man. And um, I'm like, uh, what's up? But at, at the time, you know, you know, pastors kind of filling me out, you know what I mean? And right. they just gave me the green light that, you know, that I could, you know, begin to do things or whatever. And and um, so he finally comes to me, man, after after a week or so, I think it was or something like that. And he says, hey, I got a need. Okay. And I'm like, finally, <laughs> it's, I'm in now. I'm like, what is it, man? Come on. I got it. Right. He's like, uh, I, I need another guy in the sound room. I'm like, what? I'm thinking, uh, <clears throat> so look at what I tell Pastor. I said, well, uh, let me pray about it. And he was like, pray yeah. about it. I was like, yeah, yeah, I need to pray about it. And he's like, say, okay. Told that to pastor. But Pastor being, <laughs> Pastor being, you know what I'm saying? Um, pastor, like, you're, you're, man, God bless you. And I thank you for you, man, because you were like, Okay, all right. You you really feeling yourself? Okay, go for it. So you know what I I I, I pray about it. Right. So push comes to shove. The Lord uh, uh um he confirmed it three times, and he's just talking about availability. So he confirmed it three times. I come back to pastor, and I'm like, okay, I'm in. And he's like, okay, cool, all right. He's like, it's a learning curve. But looking back at now, now where I'm at spiritually, where I was then, this was this was a couple of years ago, at least right. about a year and a half ago or so. And um, I look back and I was like, what was I thinking? <laughs> this is Pastor Rosario, brother. Like, I'm tripping. And he says, hey, I need you to do this. Do it. You know what I mean? Like, right. oh, my Lord. I'm looking back. I'm like, what was I thinking, man? I'm like, dude. <laughs> And and over the over the time that I spent with you, I remember we actually I actually some of the best times that I've ever had in the Potter's house was giving you a hand. Believe it or not, man, all the times that I that I made myself available to you when you asked me was was to me. It was a great pleasure because I remember that there was a time where nobody was stepping up, bro. Like I remember where, where sometimes it was just you. You know what I mean? And that and I guess that bothered me. You know, that uh, the availability thing is an equality that works in a lot of men. Uh, and not to put other men down or no. put myself in a pedestal, you in a pedestal. It's just that when you give your life to God, if you want to do great things for God, uh, 
And a lot of the men sincerely really want to do something good for God, big for God, but uh, it kind of don't add up. And if you don't want to do anything on, on, you know, you know, actually get on the, get on the plow and start doing things. And to me, as you said, it, it, it is a great key. If anything, it's the key of all keys when it comes down to building a ministry, because ultimately what it boils down to is work. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You really got to gr- get on the ground and grind uh, 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 to make to, to build a church, man, to, to yeah. preach to the gospel. I mean, preach to the gospel, <laughs> <laughs> preach the gospel to, to the lost and things like that. You can't preach to the gospel. Well, man. You can even preach. To hey, the gospel. Hey, it's in the morning. <laughs> hey, come on. Come on. So <laughs> no, you'll tire here. Yeah. <laughs> so. You know, it really says a lot when you said about availability, but just to get just just to let you know, man, that I learned a lot from you uh, when you were here as far as, you know, giving you a hand. Some of the things that you would say and some of the things that uh, that some of the wisdom that you would impart um, about the position that you were in as a door director. And just so you know, man, I've never let go of those things. I've always considered them. And now that I'm with, uh, you know, Oscar in the in the sound room. And he's teaching me things on a whole nother level, you know, of uh, and he's a great man of God. And I'm grateful, you know, for for Oscar, man. I love you, man. I just know that. And uh, so next thing, man. Um, so now so now that you've um, you've worked yourself all the way up to us to to a maturity level. Right. Mm-hmm. To and I don't want to say level because I know you don't like that. Yeah. I, I, there's there's whatever a, it is. There's there's a maturity that comes in the in the, in your walk with God. You can see the changes, and and Pastor knows the fruit when he sees it. And when when you got sent out to to Mexico as a missionary, I mean, what were you thinking? Like when whenever uh, whenever what was I thinking? yeah, <laughs> what was I thinking? in conference? I mean, I, I mean. Uh, how were you feeling at the time? What was crossing your mind? Was there fear? Was there, what was going on, man? I mean, I think, first of all, I think um, the whole atmosphere that we built at conference helps. Mm. You know, it helps because, you know, you kind of get into the whole, you know, cheering for them. I mean, so many years, man. And then finally you're there where you're like, I can make a decision, man. I can make a decision and go out or, or. Stay cheering for the others. So, again, you know, and uh, I mean, not to say not to rush, you right. know, not not to say that you have to rush to to go ahead and tell pastor to send you out or whatever, you know. Because I mean, in any way, I mean, uh, Pastor Osario, we were just talking about it a minute ago. You know, Pastor Osario is really wise. You know, he he he's not gonna let nobody go that he knows that doesn't need to go, right? Or not, or that doesn't need to go yet. You know, right. mm-hmm. I know. I can I can trust him with that, you know that uh, that if I would have said I want to go ahead and go, and he knew that I wasn't ready, you know he wouldn't have let me go, right? You know, and and uh, thank God for that because sometimes we can get caught up in the emotion, you know, and thinking that okay today is my year, you know, and and when you got a lot of things there to iron out, which I mean we all do, we all yeah. do have things that. Um, God is gonna work out, you know, till you out there, you know, right. and uh, I mean, and I'm seeing that every day. Honestly, I'm, I'm, I mean, I can never, I can never say that I'm, that I'm there, you know, that I'm ready or that I mean, I just, I just have to put a foot in, man, and say, hey, I, I want a part of it, you know. I mean, I want to be a part of it. So, 
let's do it. I mean, I was just trusting God, honestly. I was just trusting God. But anyway, so this the whole atmosphere helps a lot. But then again, you know, when it comes down to reality, man, when <laughs> after I talked to pastor and everything, you know, I mean, I told him, hey, uh, if you want to send somebody out, you know, because I remember that year, Pastor Campbell, I mean, he was pushing, man. I mean, he was pushing. He was just pushing every church, and he's like, Pastor, like, talking to every pastor that was there, Pastor, are you sending any churches this year? And if you're not, why not? Yeah, yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. I just remember it on and on and on and on. Every time that he took the mic, he was saying that. So I remember me thinking, just me kind of like singled myself out from everybody else. You know, it's almost like everybody disappeared, and I'm just looking at myself, and I'm like, I'm like, is the Killeen Church sending anybody out this year? I'm like, man, probably not. You know what I mean? It doesn't seem like it. Because you kind of have some kind of idea, you know, whenever it's coming to it. But that year, I was like, I don't know. Like, I I really don't know. I know there's some men that are, um, that are getting groomed or that are already ready, you know, but I know it's not the time. You know, I just know, you know, that because of knowing pastor's mind, you know, because of hanging out with him and talking to him, you know, I just knew that uh, it wasn't the time yet. So I started making it personal. I was like, well, Killeen needs to send somebody out, you know, because I know that's pastor's heart. I know that's the heart of God. And uh, so I made it personal, and I was like, well, why aren't you going out? Mm, no. Like, oh, if, if you want your church to send out somebody so bad, you know, why aren't you putting yourself on the gun, you know, to be launched out? And uh, and that's when, you know, it really came down to it. And I was like, I started talking to my family. You know, I was, I waited till we got out to the room or whatever, or till we got to the room. And I started questioning my, my wife and son. You know, I was, I mean, I had done it like probably the whole year, man. I had done it like once in a while. I would be like, what if they decide to send us to Mexico? Like, what if? What if that was to happen? Like, what would y'all think? Yeah. And I mean, my my son was excited because he had just visited my family for the first time in Mexico not too long ago because uh, my grandmother passed away and, and I had to go and I took my son. Like, twice I took him, like, not too long from each other. And But the part that we went, man, is is just freedom for a kid, man. I mean, he was having a blast. Mm. So he thought we were going to go to a place like that, you know? Yeah. <laughs> So he was all excited, you know, oh, man, yeah, I do want to go to Mexico. And then, I mean, my wife, she was just willing to follow me. I mean, really, which I do thank my wife a lot, man, for putting out with me for all these years, man. And uh, whenever he came down to it, man, I'm like, okay, so what the family say yes. Um, I know God is down. You know, I know God. I mean, he said it since a long time ago, you know, we got to go around the world and preach the gospel. And um and that's one thing, man. I mean a lot of times a lot of times we well, we rea- in reality we're looking for excuses, but we are waiting for God to call us. We're waiting for God to you know to to set a time to launch us out or whatever. And I understand there's some grooming to do and and that and that's the process. But sometimes you know that you're Bro, you've been groomed since like 1996, man. What are you waiting for? Right. You really waiting for God to say something? Right. I mean, didn't He say something a long time ago in the Bible? I mean, come on, man. It's 2021. Like, yeah, it's 2021, <laughs> man. I mean, 
whenever you do decide to get lost out, man, it's going to be too late. Yeah, man. Ain't nobody going to want to launch you out, you know? Right. I mean, and I'm just saying that, I mean, with all love and everything, man, but a lot of times we make excuses for ourselves. We really do. We really, yeah. you know, think that we are really waiting for God, but no, man, God is waiting for you. That's it, man. Yeah, God is waiting for you in reality. And, um, but anyway, that's besides the point. I didn't have that in my notes. No, <laughs> I don't have no notes. <laughs> and, uh, but yeah, man, so, I mean, after I knew that the family was with me, uh, because I, because like the fellowship says, man, if your wife won't follow you, you ain't going to go anywhere. Yeah, man. If your wife don't follow you wherever you want to go, whatever you think that God has for you, they ain't going to send you anywhere. Because just like she doesn't want to go, she's going to bring you back. So, and we don't want that, you know. Um, but yeah, I mean, I was I was blessed that, that my, my wife really did believe in me since we got to the church. You know, we had already ironed out so many problems that we had in our past. And uh, and she was she was willing to to follow me and to give me the second I mean give me a second chance like God did to her you know right. and uh, and she really understood what forgiving was and all of that you know and 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 she she forgot a, or she forgave me of everything that I did and and she decided to trust me again man it took a while but we're there and um Amen. and yeah I mean when once I knew that they were that they were down with me you know. Um, I want to talk to Pastor Man, and, and you know, we decide kind of thing, you know, like, okay, well, let me, Pastor said, let me think about it. But I was like, yeah, I mean, I just want to let you know, you know, if you want to send somebody out, and, you know, I didn't want to tell them, send me out, Pastor. Like, no, man, but I, I, I just told them I'm available. Again, I use that word, man. That's the word. I was like, Pastor, I just want to let you know, you know, if you, if you want to send somebody out, um, I'm available, you know, and we had already talked about Mexico. So I mean, ever since he talked about Mexico, I was, um, I was thinking about Mexico, man. Ever since he mentioned it, I was like, man, I mean, why not? You know, he, if he's, if he is good with it, then I'm good with it, you know. And uh, but yeah, I mean, when it came to reality, man, I'm just like, man, we're going so far away, bro. Like we're we're not going to the next city right here, man. We, I mean, talking about. 18 to 20 hours away right. where you cannot just come back running home, you know, any, anytime anything happened, right. which I'm sure pastor will send me back anyway, but <laughs> <laughs> give you a little pep talk. Yeah, right, 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 right. Okay, man, get out of here. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> but yeah, I mean, I mean, he really took trust in God that, you know, that that's what he wanted and that, and that, and that he was going to help us out, man. Because I mean, if it was just us without God, I mean, ain't no way. There's no way that that was going to happen, man. And, and, yeah, I give all the credit to God, man. Well, I think we have to, man. But I know uh, before we go before we go any further, man, we're, we're going to go ahead and take a quick break. Uh, when we come back, we're going to finish discussion, um, discussion. See, this is why I like Ricky. Because <laughs> Ricky behind here, I, I always think, man, I could do that. I could do that. But I'm back here fumbling the ball, man. But, uh we're going to take a short break, and when we get back, we're going to continue the discussion on uh, what it is to be sent out and um, the things that, you know, you might encounter along the way, man. So get ready, man. All right, guys, and we're back. Uh, so I had just recently asked uh, Brother Joab, you know, how he was feeling and some of the things that some of the feelings that he was encountering, how he went about getting sent out uh, from conference that year. <clears throat> that he was sent out 
and uh you know he went on to explain some things but before we get into the next question um i just want you guys to know that my wife knows you know what i mean um that i don't want to i don't i don't want i love my church but i don't want to stick around <laughs> i'm being real i i know that not only pastor like you said pastor's hard to send someone out or to make sure you know get the ball rolling hey let's go let's go preach the gospel you know that's what pastor's all about that's what pastor campbell's all about quite frankly that's what god is all about go out preach the gospel look being straight i'm and i'm not tooting my own horn here i just don't like sugarcoating the truth you know what i'm saying if 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 we're called to preach the gospel man of god eventually you're gonna have to get sent out and if and and and, th and this conversation that I'm having with Joab is is very important. It's important to me at least. If it's not important to you, check your heart, man, because we're called to preach the gospel, man. I don't want to stay in church. I want to get sent out. I want to do whatever it is that God has called me to do. I'm ready to go preach the gospel. I'm ready to go do these things. It's going to be scary, yes. My family has to adjust, yes. But I know that in my fear, because I, I serve God in prison. Now I don't know about you. But in prison, you can't get comfortable because you go to one unit. Next thing you know, you catch a chain, you go into another unit and you got to start over there. And whatever dorm you land on, you got to plant, you got to plant, the, you got to plant the church there, man. If there's no church, you got to make disciples. So it's not like I'm not like I'm a rook to the game. But at the same time, I'm kind of a rook out here and I'm learning from the best. You know what I mean? The, from the fellowship, from our leaders of our fellowship. And I need that leadership. I need that wisdom. But so do you, men of God. You guys need the wisdom as well. I need it and you need it because guess what? We are all called to be sent out to preach the gospel all around the world. And I think that this year coming up is going to be a very interesting year, Joe, really. Yeah. And this after we finish discussing some of the stuff, uh, some of the missionary work uh, barriers and how he overcame these things right after that, I'm going to I'm going to be asking some questions about, you know, what's going to be taking place this next coming year. You know, what is God actually saying about this coming year? I got a lot to say, you know, but what does God have to say? You know what I mean? Are you prepared for this coming year or are you still worried about Christmas? You know what I'm saying? I'm thinking about the next coming year. This year, we, we talked about 350 more, but COVID came along and said, I don't think so. But guess what? It ain't over. It ain't over, man. So we'll mess around and get that 300 and 300 more this year, this coming year. And this is my mind, you know what I mean? I'm, I'm, I'm pretty hyped up about this coming year because we've already curved, we already curved, uh, curved COVID-19. You know what I'm saying? We've already experienced that. So what now? Now, if Joe Biden takes place, that's going to be another matter together. But we're <laughs> going to talk about that later. So nonetheless, men of God, get ready, man. This podcast is for you. This episode is for you and me. Let's get it, man. So, brother, man, I wanted, did you want to comment on that? Or you, no, no, no. Okay. So... I, I wanted to ask you. <laughs> yeah, I like to talk, man. <laughs> Pastors, <laughs> Pastor, you know, man. For, forgive me, bro. I love it. Anyway, um, that's why I made the podcast, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I didn't even realize that. <laughs> so, yeah, man. Uh, so, you go into to Mexico, and, of course, your family have to, having to adjust. But right. I just wanted to ask, when you first went out, let's just say the first two months, what are some of the what are some of the barriers that you've encountered? Like things that 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 seem discouraging, but I'm sure you overcame. But 
what are some of the things that you encountered that were kind of discouraging or weren't discouraging, but nonetheless, there were barriers or obstacles that you had to overcome? What are some of the things you encountered? Now, you're talking about like spiritually or you're talking about just in general, it, anything, anything, spiritually, anything. general, anything. Okay. Because I mean, the, the first barrier, of course, it was a language. You know yeah. what I mean? You're already going there thinking like, how, how is my family going to adjust? You know, how, how are they going to? And I mean, and I've been through this before, you know, because I came to the United States when I was about 10 years old, and I came with no English. You know, I was I was uh, in fifth grade, and I had to I had to go and take special classes to go and learn English. You know, so I I knew the feeling, I knew how it felt. You know, to come to another country that you don't know the language and. You don't know how to ask for things. You don't know how to, I mean, nothing, you know. I mean, you don't know how to, like, how to communicate. And uh, so because I knew the feeling, you know, I was kind of like, man, I hope, you know, I hope everything goes right. You know, I hope uh, my wife likes it as as much as I'm going to. And uh, and I hope that my son stays excited, you know, like he is because he was excited. Well, he's still excited, but, you know, there's some things going on anyway, but... And um, so that was the first one, uh, which now they're taking Spanish classes, and thank God, you know, they're they're learning. You know, they're learning slowly but surely. Uh, my son is sucking it up like a sponge, you know, like we know the kids do. And uh, and I'm really trusting God, you know, that um, that soon they they're gonna be able to carry on a conversation. I mean, my son can he can sort of carry on a conversation you know he'll understand you he'll he'll talk to you um you know there's things that they need to get better at or whatever you know but that'll come with time and um my wife also man she's learning a lot because she's putting herself into it you know she's she's really applying herself uh to learning the language and um so that was the first one anyway the first barrier that we had um I guess the other one was uh, trying to get accustomed to everything, you know, just everything that is different. I mean, from the money to, you know, I mean, just to living somewhere else that, yeah, I mean, it's just everything, man. Everything was so different. And I mean, yes, I was born and raised in Mexico, but I'd never been so into Mexico as far as the country, you know, I've never been so like, into the south yeah i mean deep in mexico i mean right now we're like it's like south central but we're more in the south than anything and uh i was i was born and raised like in the very very north of mexico in coahuila i mean it's like literally across the border and uh and then now i'm having to go like i think it's like 12 to 13 hours deep into mexico you know i I never been there man and in there's words that I'm I'm having to get used to that I never used them like they use them, uh, and other ones that I never heard, you know, that they use a lot. So you know, I'm trying to learn their their language per se, um, because I really I really want to learn their culture, you know, whatever it is. That's why um, I have put it in my mind, you know. I'm like, whatever words they use, whatever things they do, you know. I want to get accustomed to, you know, I want to, I want to talk like they do. I want to do things like they do, you know, just, just so they can see me as one of them. Right. 
right. you know, because that's, I mean, that's what I want to, I want to speak their language. But of course, you know, uh, by speaking the word of God, though. Right. Um, and I guess another thing would be, you know, um, whenever we were first at our house, we decided to start services at our house. First, we weren't planning on to. We were planning on the right away we were going to get a building. I mean, just because um, some things that, that the fellowship has gone through that um like they had already been there and done that you know so so they have learned i mean we have all learned along the way what not to do and what to do you know so we decided that we we're going to get there and we we're going to get a building like right away but that didn't happen uh so we decided to go ahead and start in the house and i don't know what it was honestly but i mean i'm sure it was a little bit of everything But there was a time that, like, literally nobody was coming. I mean, like, we're doing our thing, you know, nobody was coming. I mean, nobody, bro. So I was I was having to preach to my family, you know. And that means, you know, preaching in English, you know. that I mean, that's a whole different thing when you got a, when you got a sermon ready in Spanish and then you got to flip it up in English, you know. It's like. You turn into an, uh, the interpreter. <laughs> it, it, yeah, man. It's like, like, I mean, how I feel is because I'm the one giving the message, I, I feel like they were, I wasn't communicating the message in English like I wanted to communicate it because, right. you know, my whole mind was in Spanish, you know, already. Mm -hmm. uh, so it was sort of, I don't know, it was, I don't know how to put it, but it it was sort of like, you know, I don't want to say watered down because it wasn't, I mean, not watered down as the gospel, you know, but watered down because... I put all my energy on the Spanish language and then I had to flip it up, you know, to another language. And so it didn't come out the same anyway. So we had the battle with that. And, uh, and you know, I mean, of course, the first thing you want to think is like, oh, man, you know, it's not going to work out and this and this and that. But I never let myself go into those thoughts, man. Like, yeah, they would come right away. And I would promise myself that I was going to do better to the other Sunday, you know. And, and here comes the other Sunday and nobody, you know. So the thoughts started coming, man. But I'm just like, no, no, no. I'm not. I'm not gonna dwell on those, on those thoughts. You know, I know. I didn't came this far for nothing, man. Yeah. And always, man. Always, I have had the story of um, what is his name? I keep forgetting about his name, but uh, I almost had it. It was uh, whenever uh, Spain conquered Mexico. Um, I forgot the name of this guy that, that he was the one that came Cortez, Cortez. yes Cortez mm -hmm. uh, he came to take over Mexico man and, and that story just amazes me man mm -hmm. you know how how he was brave enough to do that and I was actually just talking to my family about it the other day uh, I don't know I'm sure they heard it before but they didn't remember it and I was like that's the kind of attitude that I want to take you know that this guy came to Mexico It came into the shore and everybody got down and he's like, take everything down from the boats. Once everything was down from the boats, you know, he's like, now burn, burn the boats. Yeah. Like get rid of them, burn them. I mean, I'm, I'm sure everybody was tripping, man. I was just kind of trying to put myself in the story and I was like, yeah. man, I bet everybody was tripping. Like, yeah. bro, how are we going to go back? And like, that's the thing. We're not going back, that's it. you know? Yeah. And, uh, and he did that because he's like, if, if we don't conquer this thing, we're going to die here. But we're not going back empty-handed. Right. If we're going to go back, we'll be in all the bowls that we get. or something. I mean, I'm sure that's what he was thinking, you know. 
um, we're going to go back to give good news, not to tell them that we couldn't do it, you know. So we're going to die here or we're going to conquer this thing. And they did it. You know, they did it. I mean, and I believe that was that was part of the reason why, you know, because they had that attitude in them, you know, that either we're going to conquer or we're going to conquer. Right. You know, and, uh, and that's the kind of attitude that I take, man. And that's why I like this story so much because I'm not, I'm not trying to say that I'm so brave or anything like that, man, because I'm not, man. If it wasn't for God, I, I, I wouldn't be doing any of this. But um, I think of that and I'm like, God, I, my, I mean, I don't have plan to get out of here without doing anything. Right. I was like, God, if you brought me this far, you know, somehow something's got to give. You know, something's going to happen. Right. And I know, and I know your timing is perfect. So I'll just wait. I mean, of course, wait while I'm doing my my work. You know, mm-hmm. but but still, it's it's a waiting game sometimes. You know, and and every time that somebody asks me, I mean, because everybody everybody has that. Um, um, how do you say it? Like everybody has the same question, you know. Like how many people you have, you know? Yeah. And and I used to do that, man. I used to do that, and I used to see some some pioneer pastors, you know, that I knew, you know, that or that I know, you know, to kind of get a little uncomfortable about the question, you know. I mean, one of them told me, Rudy. He's like, he said something about I don't remember the exact words, but he's like, I mean, it's not about the numbers, man. You know, it's God is really doing something over there, you know. And I mean. He told me an estimate of the people that were going, you know, but but he pointed it out, you know, like it's not always about the number, man. You know, God is really doing something right. in our city. And um and it's true. I mean I knew better, you know, I knew better, but I just you know, it's just something that pops out whenever you see a, a new pastor, you know. And um so I'm asked that all the time. I don't I don't get bothered, but but I always tell people the same thing, you know. It, it's it's going sort of slow, but we're moving forward. You know, we're moving forward. We're not going backwards, you know. God is doing his thing, and, hey, we believe in God, man. Because, I mean, if if it is really true, man, that, that God builds his church, you know, I mean, then we got to believe that. You know, we got to believe that God's going to do it some sometime, somehow, you know, that, that he's going to do it. And you know what? To add to that, man, it's it's, it, and it, and you said it yourself. You know, especially in your sermon mm-hmm. on Sunday, um, how man, it's got to be God, man. Wednesday, was it Wednesday? Yeah. Man, I don't even know what day it is, man. What time <laughs> is it? <laughs> I know, right? What time? Is it? Uh, Pastor, I love you. So anyway, man, uh, you gave your sermon, okay? But you were talking about how you know it's God, man. You were putting emphasis on how it's God, it's God, it's God. You said, man, never within your wildest dreams did you ever think that you'd be up there preaching or saying the things that you're saying and doing the things that you're doing right now. And you gave all the credit to God because you know yourself more, better than anybody on the planet. Because the Bible says, who knows the spirit of the man except the spirit that's inside of him. In other words, nobody knows you better than you, you know. So, in essence, man, anybody who pays attention and takes their walk seriously and does the things of God and the abilities that God gives us and the things that God does through us, we understand Mm -hmm. that it's truly God because God chose the foolish things. I was a foolish person, but God took me, brother. 
and used me to do great and mighty things when I was in prison. Mm -hmm. And now stepping out here, I'm doing the same thing. So when you say that it's God truly building his church, it is because you wouldn't have been able to do any of the things that you did prior to being a missionary except through God. So somehow I guess the enemy tries to detour that you think like, and tries to put a damper on that to get you to forget because now you're a missionary. Now you got to bring the numbers in. Now you got to build this church up and it, it hasn't changed. It's the same formula, man. And and I'm going to be put to the test one day too, but I'm going to remember nights like this conversations that we've had, Joab, that God is the one building the church. As soon as we get ourselves out of the way, and just begin to say, hold on, Lord, you used me to do all these things prior to sending me mm-hmm. out here to Mexico. Surely you're going to stop working that 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 same grace, that same anointing so that I can rely on my own ability to build this church out here. Yep. No, it doesn't work like that. You know, what I mean? right. and you're right, man. It ultimately is God building his church. He He, he got you to the place where you're at now. He's not going to stop doing yeah. what he's doing. He didn't take you deep south, like you said, in Mexico just to watch you fail. Yeah. It's not God's heart, man. He could have done it here, man. He could have done it anywhere close here. Why go all those miles, you know, just to fail, you know, which I mean, I know it happens and all of that. You know, I mean, I know I know we had people come back and, you know, and you know the stories, but I mean, we got to have the attitude of, you know, God's going to do what he's going to do. And, man, I'm I'm staying here until God does something. Man, you know, I mean, you you have to have an attitude of 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 not failing, man, of, of deciding that, you know, I came here for a reason and God is going to do it because he's going to do it. You know, because that's what he called us for. He didn't say go around the world and you might make disciples. He said go around the world and make disciples. Make them. Yeah, I mean, there's a part that you got to do, yes, but leave the rest to God, man. And and there is a pressure, like you were saying, there is a pressure of, of, of the numbers, of all of the, I mean, no matter who you are, you know, there is a pressure, you know, that somehow you think that, you know, that they're expecting that, you know, because it's been a year, you know, this had to happen and this had, like, but there ain't no telling, man. There ain't no telling. I mean, I can tell you about all the churches that went after me, right. and they doing they're doing great, man. Yeah. And I, I mean, and I'm glad for them, man. I mean, I know the guy in um, Pastor Correa in uh, in Iowa. I mean, me and him talked so much when we were door directors before we got sent out, and he got sent out like maybe like two months after me, right. and bro, he had to move out of his house because his his church is booming, man. I mean, he's having a revival like crazy, man. Right now? Yeah, right now. I wow. mean, like, since his first service, he had people. And this is where? In Iowa? Iowa, yeah. Really? I thought about Iowa a long time ago, man. I even brought it up to Pastor one time, and, and that got me thinking, man, because I was like, wow, like, God is really doing something over there, man. Because, bro, I am I got pictures, man. I can show you. Like, there is there is a church going on. I mean, like, a church, bro. I mean, it's not about the numbers, but there's numbers there. <laughs> you know, the, God is doing something. There's numbers to show. And uh, and I believe um, I believe he told me or somebody else told me, I don't know, that, you know, that they asked him, like, what are you doing? And he's like, it's what I learned. 
what I learned to do in the church, you know, which is what outreach and fellowship with people. You know, that's, that's what, um, acts shows us that that's how the church started. You know, they started by breaking bread and preaching to people, you know, just going and getting the people and breaking bread, man. And, you know, chilling with them and loving them. And, and that's what we do. Amen. And that's what we're doing. Now, it's it's different depending on where you are because, I mean, like in our situation, it's, I don't know, it's not that easy to just, you know, bring anybody over and this and that, you know, because I, I've had some experiences that have taught me, you know, uh, okay, don't do that again. Right. And, and I mean, sadly to say, man, I mean, there's there's people that sometimes, you know, they have a, they have an agenda or they have, I mean, not an agenda because that sounds, that sounds really bad. That sounds like they're, you know, right. some kind of demon, you know, that right. comes to you <laughs> just to, to rob you of something. But no, right. I mean, they have the best intentions, man. But, but when they see, when they see something that they can use, man, they just, they lose it. They lose the, the, the focus. Right. And the next thing you know, you know, they're not in church because of the right reason, you know, and, I mean, I don't. I don't take it against them, though, man. I mean, I, I, I really have, and and God's my witness, man. I really have. It doesn't matter what happens. It doesn't matter what people, uh, I guess, in a way, I could say do to me, even though I'm, I have the best intentions for them. I still gotta love them, man, yeah. and I still do, man. I mean, with my whole heart, man. God can tell you, God can vouch for me that I have loved these people, man, until the last time that i see them wow. you know and and i'm still waiting for them man i'm 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 still to this day i'm i'm waiting for them and there's and there's people that probably don't want to come back because of the guilt you know of what they did you know right. um and hopefully i'm not saying too much man i don't know no, uh right. but i'm just i'm just speaking from the heart man and and but i decided one thing man i i started asking god and 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 i keep saying that that's what i'm gonna pray about mm. i want god to bring back Every single person that touched this church once. Come on. Like, I just, I long for that, man. I really do. I really do. Uh, there's there's a few of them that I can tell you about that I'm waiting for them. Right. I'm waiting for them. And uh, and they know where they know where to come, man. And they know they're welcome because I have welcomed them even, even through the worst things, man. Like, I don't remember whatever they did. And they come and the first thing they say, hey, I'm sorry, but I'm dude, come here, man. Come on, you know, yeah. let's go get a glass of water or whatever. Like, I, I literally just show them love, man. I mean, it's almost like my mind don't even remember that thing that they did. I mean, which I do remember, you know, but <laughs> like my mind doesn't go to that, man. My, when I see them, it's just like they're here. You know, they're here again. You know, it's just such a joy, man, honestly. Such a joy whenever you do do it for the right reason. And, and, and like I say, God's my witness, man, that they know even they know that they don't have to answer nothing man that they just got to come to church and I'll, I'll welcome them right you know that we walk on them because it's not my church man it's god's church and if god can walk on them who am i to say no that's right you know right. who am i to say no so so yeah man i mean there's um i guess there's many like you were saying obstacles that yes we have been through some you know but god has helped us through everything man like I was saying on my sermon, you know, that scripture that says that God is faithful even when we're not, it just has become so real to me, man. It it, it really has. 
Every time that I talk to somebody about how good God is and how faithful he is, I'm like, man, you don't even know, man. God God truly is faithful, man. Because there's sometimes that I, I mean, which we don't deserve anything, you know, but there's sometimes that I do feel, you know, be a day or be a week or whatever, that I really don't feel like God should be, be giving me anything, that God should be, you know, granting me whatever he does, you know. And yet, you know, he's he's always there, man. He's always there, and he hasn't changed, man. Like I was saying in the sermon, man, God God does not change, and he hasn't changed, and he's not going to change, man. God is God, and that's who he will be. You know what? You want, you want to know how I know you're changed, brother? Yes. Because. Okay, sure. <clears throat> Go ahead. This is how I know my brother's changed, man. And I and I didn't even know him back then, but I knew that I know that he gave me his testimony, some things about his life before Christ, and this brother lets these people in right he's like he's waiting for these brothers to come back this is the heart of of god you know what i mean of a shepherd so he's letting these guys in and then he says something very amazing he says come on man let's go get a glass of water i'm thinking to myself man back in the day we used to be like come on man let's go get a beer <laughs> for real it's true but now we're like man we, we we are on a whole nother level now that come on man let's go get a glass of water <laughs> If if I were to go up to my old acquaintances back, you know, in my neighborhood, and I say, "Hey, man, come on, man, let's go get a glass of water," they look at me like I'm crazy, man. But God is good. God is good. So we're gonna take another quick short break, and uh, when we get back, we're gonna have a a small discussion before the close about what we feel, you know, God wants to do uh, this upcoming year. <clears throat> you know, uh, of course, we all have ideas. And we won't know until it comes. But I think that if 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 we've been following the mind of God, especially through this pandemic, I think that we have a pretty good we should have a good idea <clears throat> about, you know, the things to come. So while we take this short break, uh, we're going to ponder on these things and we'll be right back. It wasn't on video. All right. Welcome back to the Real Light Podcast, man. I'm here with Pastor Joe Ab Fuentes, man, missionary to Mexico. A good friend of mine i'm very blessed to have him here so now that we made it up to this point and god knows what time it is <laughs> but all i know is that i'm wide awake i think i caught the second wind brother <laughs> yeah. i think i caught the second wind but at first i'm like okay in the middle but now i'm like oh man hey man we started talking about the beard <laughs> i got some <laughs> life in me for some reason something happened oh, man. but uh no um so on a more serious note um All the things that went on this past year, everything from COVID, everything that's going on with our elections right now, like our, our nation is actually in, in, the, in the balance, man. It's actually uh, on the verge of breakdown. Um, there's a lot of things going on with our elections, a lot of shady stuff that went on or whatever the case. And <clears throat> But in the midst of all that, um, there's a few things that I would like to address. Uh, the first thing is, you know, when people say, hey, you know what? God's on the throne, man. Forget it. No, I'm not going to forget it. That's foolish. God is on the throne. You don't got to tell me that. That's the obvious. That's a cop out. But what I'm trying to say is that it's very important for you to be aware of what's going on. Don't just say, oh, whoever gets on there, God's on the throne. Do you realize who Joe Biden is? Like, hold on, man. 
if he takes place, if he takes his seat in the office, you gotta you have to start blasting things from the pulpit. You know what I'm saying? To prepare the people. Because there's gonna be some things going on. You know what I mean? Don't tell me God's on the we already know that. Praise the Lord. And I thank God that He's on His throne in rulership, in complete sovereign authority. But make no mistake about it. God doesn't want us to be foolish and stupid. He wants us to be aware. The Bible says that we are not unaware of his schemes. That's what it says in the book of Ephesians. So let's not be unaware just by chalking it up to, hey, God's on the throne. Okay, we get that. God's on the throne. But are you ready? You know what I'm saying? So that's one of the things that I wanted to discuss. Is it okay for us just kind of just to take the back seat? You know what I'm saying? And just chalk it up to, hey, man, you know what? God's on the throne. Is that okay? <laughs> I mean. Is that the smart thing to do? Right. I mean, and, and I'm sure I'm sure everybody has their opinion, you know. But, I mean, I'm, I'm sure also that we can go through the Bible and we can find the answer, you know. Not think, but be sure. And, uh, I mean, no, it's not okay. That's my, that's my answer anyway. Um. Because as as we as we live life, we see a lot of circumstances that God allows to happen. Right. We see accidents. Uh, we see you know just things, financial things, maybe you know that God allows to happen. So, depending on who takes the seat as the president, I mean, and I'm not all into the politics and all of that. Like I just recently, because of what's going on, started. Uh, looking into it but i don't because i kind of felt bad that i didn't know anything about it you know so i was like man i mean as a christian should i not know anything you know and then i was like hey, maybe i am doing wrong you know so i started looking into it you know i started looking into it and watching the news and all of that not so much where i got overwhelmed right. but just to know what's going on you know right. and uh, and to see what i think about it you know just to see what god says and everything you know and um i mean depending on who takes the seed you know we got to be ready for what's coming. I mean, we do. Because even though God is on the throne, like you said, yes, we know that. Um, if not, then we wouldn't be here, man. I mean, would have been gone a long time ago. Yeah. Um, but because he's on the throne, he's going to allow some things to happen depending on on the decisions that are taken on earth. Right. Even though he knows everything, you know, um, there's going to be some things that he's going to allow to go through through his filter right. and, and if you're not ready man you're going to be caught off guard you know that that if he lets persecution through against the christians to happen and your heart is not ready to go through that guess what you're going to do man you're going to deny christ that's right you know because it's so easy to say that we're not you know it's so easy to say that you know oh no I'll, i'm going to serve him to the end but look at what peter did man you know, he, he was so sure. He was sure of himself. I'm sure I'm sure he didn't say it just to say it. Right. You know, he said it because he really felt in his heart, you know, that that he was gonna go through it. Right. You know, that God it doesn't matter who says no, I'm gonna say yes to you. Yeah. You know, I'm gonna say that I do know you, I'm gonna I'm not gonna be ashamed. And uh I'm sure he was sure of himself, you know, I'm sure he, he meant it. I'm sure he didn't just say it just to say it, to put a new I mean, a good verse in the Bible. And, and yet, when the trial came, he didn't even think about it twice, man. Right. If you look at the scripture, he he didn't stutter. Yeah. You know, he, 
right away said no i don't know who you're talking about no i don't know him like right away man that was like it was almost like default the default setting you know mm-hmm. like it came out right away i would understand if you know if you would have thought about it a little bit it's like wait 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 give me one second man because i don't I, I don't know what you're gonna do after i answer yeah he didn't even care what they were gonna do after the answer maybe they were just asking him Right. I mean, which I'm sure he could tell that yeah, the way up to something, you know. But of course. But yeah, he just right away, man. Nope. Don't know who you're talking about, and ran away. Like he was trying to hide, man. And 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 guess what? And and maybe and maybe in his heart he was ready, but maybe he was being foolish because he was telling himself that, like, oh man, I'm ready, man. I'm down to go. You know, I'm down. I'm down to go with Christ. And that's us. We could be like that. We could say, hey, God is on the throne, man, and everything's going to be fine, and we're going to be good, man. I'm I'm down. But then when everything hits the fan, man, it's like, wait, I'm going to die yeah. if I say yes? Like, that's some serious stuff, man. Very much so. Because, I mean, we can all imagine, you know, that that's in front of our face. But when it's really in front of our face, man, who knows what we're going to do? Seriously. I mean, um, <clears throat> we're, of course, you know, we're, uh, we're, look, I believe in the rapture. Never get it twisted. I'm not talking down on the rapture. I believe what the pastors believe. I'm in the same page with them, but I'm just going to say this one thing. When the rapture comes, who are you to know whether there's going to be a little bit of shaking before that rapture because i'll have you know that there were christians all around the world that believed in the rapture just like we did even in iraq just some years back when isis popped up the rapture didn't come for them folk over 130,000 christians man died america special though right <laughs> come on man we got to wake up, man, because these are the things that are going to catch a lot of people off guard. Um, I believe that, yeah, we're going to get raptured out of here for sure. You know what I mean? But there's some things that are coming, Joab, that is kind of like, uh, I don't want to say they're concerning me. But like you said about death, when, when, when somebody comes and threatens your life, and it's a real threat, just like Peter you know what I mean? Those were real life situations where he knew that if he confessed that he was following Jesus, that his life would be compromised and he could die. He knew that there was no that this Jesus was no longer by his side to affirm his faith. Jesus was captured. His leader was captured and he was about to fulfill his destiny. But Peter couldn't see it because Jesus was no longer there to solidify that statement that he made so boldly. It's 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 good that you can make a statement so bold, you know what I mean? But when 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 all else fails and you find yourself somewhat by yourself and you you you're put in a position, what are you really going to choose? Um, and people can people declare boldly, Joe. I mean. I, I tell, I made a boat, I was in prison, just a quick testimony, mm-hmm. and uh, <clears throat> there was a lot of things going on in the prison, and there was a lot of talk going on, and what and there's a lot of uh, leadership and gangs that really respected me, man, 
And they used to come to me and tell me, hey, man, at this time, on this day, tell all your brothers to stay in the cell. Because we're going to bring them knives out and we're going to start slicing and dicing. And there's going to be some people dying. And they don't care about whether you're Christian or not. They care whether you're brown or black. That's it. If you're brown, you're dead. They're going to start slicing you up. So stay in the cell. This kinds of things. So when you're living in this kind of environment, you know, I, I you know, these things were going on in, in my leadership at the time, you know, uh, Mr. Crabtree. Awesome, man. Um, he told me. So I made a declaration in front of all the brothers and him. I said, no matter what happens, I'm going to stand in that day room and I'm going to pray to the Lord, man. And if I die, I die. I'm going to die for Jesus. He said, you better watch out. I said, why? He's like, because you don't know what you're going to do until that time comes. So don't declare so boldly because you're in the midst of all the brothers and everybody's here and you're all pumped up in the faith because we're all here in the anointing and praying and all that. We're all in worship. But when it comes down to it, when you're there on the wing with just two brothers and you're in the day room and everybody's sharpening their, their, their shank, man, that's when it boils down to it. So don't say that you're going you're gonna to stand up for the faith just yet. When you pass the test, then you can declare that the Lord gave you the grace to get through because you can't even take the credit then. So there's a lot of things that are going on. I don't believe that. I do believe that there's going to be a little bit of shaking before the rapture. I do believe that. Um, the reason why is because there's a lot of there's a lot of boo boo going on. You know what I'm saying? There's boo boo, and you know what? Um, I don't think God is down with boo boo. I think He likes to smell of fresh air. You know what I'm saying? He likes that the roses. You know. So what? What I believe? You know, and this is coming from some of my wife's dreams. She's prophetic, but she is she's more of a dreamer. I'm prophetic, you know what I mean? But I don't really exercise my gift too much because I'm kind of uh, in a place where, you know, I have to submit to my authority. You know what I'm saying? And I and, and I could do damage if I'm not careful, you know. So uh, I take that seriously now. When I first got into church, I was dropping bombs, brother. You know what I mean? And pastor was like, come on, man. Hold on, man. Chill out. And so I had to chill out. But nonetheless, I see these dreams my wife be having, brother. And I see that, you know... Um, she had one dream where there was the sun and the moon were, were were smashing up against each other, man. You know what I'm saying? They were smashing up against each other. Not Look, they don't take a brain scientist, man. You know what I'm saying? A brain surgeon, a rocket scientist. Hit, come on, man. It's clear. God is giving his people a message. God is basically saying, I am the sun. The moon is my church. And... Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do some banging. I'm going to do some banging. I'm going to do some shaking. And if you belong to the kingdom of God, you won't be shaken because you're going to be standing on a solid foundation. And we're going to find out who the real and the fake are over time. I just pray for mercy. You know what I mean? Because it's going to be one of those trying times for a lot of people. So if, if Joe Biden takes office, there's going to be a lot of things going on, man against the church more than we realize i don't know if y'all know who kamala harris is but that's her that's his vice president now you people need to wake up god is on the throne yes but are you ready because when when the little shaking comes 
you got to remember what you said. God's on the throne. Yep. Right? So, what do you think God is trying to tell us now? Like, I mean, going through this past year, even coming into this next year, what do you foresee right now where we're at? What is actually God trying to... Do you think God is trying to get his, our attention? Of course, he always is. But I'm talking about the church as a whole, as, as a whole in the United States and even in different countries. What is, is, what is God trying to say to us if he is trying to speak to us? Right. <clears throat> I mean, I... I think God has never spoken this loud to the whole planet Earth, you know, where he where he could literally get the attention of everybody, get everybody's attention at once. Now, I'm not saying that God is doing this, right. but he's, he's very well using it. Using that boy. Yeah. I mean, just like he does any other circumstance, you know, that's, that's what he did to bright... To bring me back to him, you know. Not that he did it, but it was my decision to do whatever I wanted to do. But he used it. He used the, the consequences of my decisions to call me out, to tell me, hey, mm. come on, you know. Right, right. And, uh, and I think that's what God is doing, you know. Um, like I say, he's not, he's not the cause, but he's very well using it. You know, he knows how to turn something bad into good i mean he's an expert you know i mean we can see it through all the bible man how how he turned something so bad into something really good wise master builder that's right where you're like wow like how how do you turn this one around and um so i think that of, of course god is talking uh and it amazes me you know I'm not I'm not trying to say that I don't care about what's going on. I'm not trying to say that, you know, whatever's gonna happen is gonna happen. Um I mean, part of it I I do have an attitude that, you know, God's gonna protect me. Yes. Because he is. But then again, he or no, it boggles me how much or how many Christians, you know, have gotten so full of fear yes through just the COVID-19 and then I'm thinking I'm thinking and I even asked my dad one time that we were talking because we haven't had no impact teams the whole time we've been in Querétaro and that's or most of the biggest part of it is because of COVID-19 and uh, so I was just asking myself and I was asking one of the pastors because he was Invited me to an impact team, and I was like, oh, man, finally. But then he canceled because of the COVID-19. Mm. So I'm talking to him, and I'm like, all right, so we're about to go over there, you know, this and that. And he's like, oh, no, 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 hold on. It, it was canceled. And I was like, hey, look, man, I'm not I'm not trying to be rude. I'm not trying to be disrespectful. I'm mm. not trying to be, you know, saying that me more than you or anything like that. I was like, no, nothing. Please take it with all the respect, you know. But I was like, how long are we going to wait? <laughs> And it was, I mean, and it was an honest question, man. I was getting frustrated. Yeah. I mean, not, not frustrated, you know, like I wanted to kill him or anything like that, you know, but I was, I was frustrated at the situation, you know, that here once again, we got, we got a wall right. and we didn't do nothing about it, you know? Right. Right. And I was like, how long are we going to wait? Like I w- if, if COVID-19 lasts all the way to the second coming of Christ, are we going to wait that long? Yeah, for real. I was like. 
Come on, man. COVID-19 is not going to go out this year. Right. I was like, I can assure you that. Yep. I mean, we're almost at the end. Yep. yep. I don't think, you know, 31st, you know, it's finally going to go away, and then we're going to start 2021 fresh, you know. Right, right. It doesn't go away that easily. Right. It, and, and I was like, how, I mean, really, how, I mean, I kept asking it over and over. I mean, really, man, how long are we going to wait? Like, are, are we really going to wait until it goes away? I was like, it, it's, it's not going to happen tomorrow, man. Right. I was like, so either we need to be bold and start doing what we do as a fellowship or give up. And I was like, I mean, because I'm not going to give up, man. I was like, I mean, we're still outreaching. We're not, we never stopped doing anything. Right. Really. Right. I mean, part of it because we have a small church, and thank God, you know that that helped us. And uh, but yeah, I mean, I'm I'm just thinking, and I'm telling my dad, I was like, I mean, when does it become? And this is a question that you can jump in in a minute. When does it become enough? Come on. When does it become enough? And when does it become, you know, like how do I say the word? Um, it's a word that I used a lot. Um, oh, man. I forgot. But anyway, so what do we have to do as Christians? Do we wait until it's done, like all gone, forever? Like, that's one thing to do if you want to. But then there's the other, that... Are we just going to be foolish and go against something that we know that we can't do nothing about? Right. You know, like the sickness, you know, like this, just people that have, you know, because they decided to believe in God and go somewhere, even though they're infected, they go somewhere where there's a lot of brothers and then they infect everybody. Right. That's foolish. Right. So that's why I was asking my dad. I was, I mean, I was more talking to him. I, I was bouncing things around more than just asking. And I was like, Where's the line? Where do we cross the line? Right. You know, where do we put the line where you're not being foolish, but you also are not giving up? Right. You know, because, I mean, as far as we know, the conferences send out more couples than they have ever sent out this year. Praise God. With COVID-19. Come on, man. And they didn't do that just because, man. They're trying to they're trying to stand their ground. I mean, we're trying to stand their, our ground and say something right. to the devil. Yeah. And that is we're not stopping, man. Yes. We're not gonna stop. Because if we were trying to stop, we wouldn't have sent nobody out, man. Nobody wants to go out to to a country to another country because we send people to other countries. Yeah. And I'm sure some of those countries are a lot worse than in here. Right. And so I'm thinking, I mean, our fellowship says go, man. So we go. That's it. You know? And um, once again, you know, I'm not trying to be foolish and keep my family in danger, you know. Right. But, I mean, for this cause, for 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 a soul, I believe we can be bold, man. I believe we can believe God. Yeah. You know, especially when it's about going to the streets and get somebody converted, you know. Because even God said it, you know. Jesus said it, um, I forget where it is, but where he was talking to the Pharisees and he's like, where they were mad because he was doing things on the Sabbath day. <laughs> and he's like, so if a sheep goes into a hole, you're just going to leave it there? You're going to leave it? 
And if you think about it, a sheep is a soul, man. Yeah. He was telling them how more, how more important it is to go for a soul than caring about rules, right, right. than caring about what you think right. or what they're going to say about me, right. you know, because I'm doing something wrong. And God cares about souls, man. He does. God cares about, I mean, he wouldn't have put in the Bible to go all around the world, you know, just to get a soul. Right. Like, right. he wouldn't have put that if that was if that was in his heart. But yet he did, you know, he, throughout the whole New Testament, man, he really shows us, you know, his enormous heart towards people. Right. That's all he did, man, care about people. Mm -hmm. That's all he did. Of course, care about them being saved. But even then, you know, like, he would do whatever so they can be fine right. because he knew that that testimony itself was going to drag them to him. Right. And, and that's all he did, man, care about souls. Care about souls and loving them and show them, like, look, man, somebody cares about you, man. Yeah, man. And he's right here in front of you. And, and that was enough for people to be like, man, this, you know, this guy really cares about me. Yeah. And, I mean, of course, we always picture, you know, this guy floating around and saying, you know, come and follow me. And everybody just kind of, oh, you know. Yeah. But no, I mean, he took a decision. He really did. You know, he took a decision to leave your whole life just to follow this guy that you don't even know. It just came from the shore and come on. Like they weren't just automatically like, oh yeah, 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 let's go. You know, like right. who does that? Right. You know? But there was something, man. There was something that Jesus that was backing them up right. that they couldn't say no, man. That's that's uh that's you said you said that you hit it on the money, man. There was something that was backing Jesus up. That caused these people to follow him, and you go back to you know when 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 is enough you know with this COVID nineteen you said man it's not going away tomorrow. So how are we benefiting anybody or how are we furthering the kingdom of God anywhere if we're 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 taking the bait? Now, I can sit here and say you know what let's 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 just be wise and not you know. Let's not let's not do this. Let's let's do some live streaming. You know, in the beginning, we did that, you know, Pastor, you know, he followed the precautions, you know, we were going through it. But after a while, after about a couple months, Pastor was like, look, man. This right here is, is we got to start doing something. So we started actively moving. We started making signs, you know, to, to combat COVID-19. Right. You know what I mean? In the minds of the people. So when we street preach, we had these signs that we had a message to preach about COVID-19 on how it can't stand before God. And us being the examples going out there preaching the gospel in the midst of a pandemic was uh, us showing the world that this fellowship is not going to bow the knee to a pandemic that says you can't preach the gospel now. Go home and be afraid. Now, nah, that ain't going to fly with us, man. You know what I mean, and 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 you might have been one of them brothers and sisters that were that scared in your house. I'm not saying I'm sorry. I didn't mean to <laughs> hurt you. I really don't. But on the coup, you got to man up sometime, man. You got to you got to believe God sooner or later. You have to believe God sooner or later, man. I'm not gonna I'm done, I'm am not gonna pat you on the back, man. Going to get out of your seat, man, and serve God, brother. 
Man, and it ain't easy. I'm not a perfect. I'm not the perfect dude. You know, I'm not the one that's just slamming my Bible everywhere, rolling everywhere. You know, like I'm some kind of square bin, brother. I take a step of faith every time I do it. And like you said, even though you go out there and you street preach and just, you know, you still feel that little butterflies and fear, yeah. but you got you get out there and you do it. Look, man. They this whole thing, Joab, man. This whole COVID nineteen, and Pastor knows it. He he's discussed it before. Um is a work of the devil, bro. Till this day, you got to wear a mask to go in the store. Now, you don't, you can't tell whether somebody's smiling at you. You can't tell nothing. And believe it or not, this messes with the human psyche. You know what I'm saying? Facial recognition from human to human is actually a very important uh, part of of social networking with one another. It, It messes with you, man. So the enemy knows what he's doing. But the potter's house ain't trying to hear it. The door ain't trying to hear it, man. So you were right by saying, look, man, this thing isn't going to go away. Sooner or later, we got to step out and do the will of God. We got to have a boldness about us because just like Jesus has something backing him up, brother, Jesus said you will do greater things than these. So when are we going to believe that? You know what I'm saying? At the same time, be wise. But look, if you're not feeling good, stay your butt at home. You got a fever, you're coughing, stay home, bro. It's not brain surgery. Stay home. You know what I'm saying? Until you start feeling good and come back to church. You know what I mean? But stay home. But if you feel good, you better step out in boldness, man. Come out and praise the Lord. Come out to the church, man, and have a good time with your brothers and sisters in Christ. You ain't got to live in fear because Jesus conquered that. Jesus conquered that. We don't, we're not a people of fear. We're a people of love, of peace, of sound mind, power. But everything's put to the test, Joab. Everything is put to the test. This COVID-19 taught the church something, man. God was like, look, where, where, where are all the big dogs at? Where are all the loud ones at? You know what I mean? Where are they at? Where are they at? And, and if they're not around, pray for them, for one, so that they could come out. But two, look, I, I basically found out, and I say this respectfully, who I can roll all the way with, man. In the midst of uh, in the midst of the pandemic, there was a chosen few men that actually stepped out and went street preaching, held up these signs, and stepped up to COVID nineteen and said, "Look, I'm not bowing down to you, bro. You know what I mean? There, there's there's souls at stake. This is a work of the enemy, man. Trying to keep us from preaching the gospel so that man might not be saved. It's crazy. So what then? You know." And it's 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 all a work of the enemy, man. I believe that, you know. I believe this pandemic was 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 demonically inspired through a man to be released on the earth. Yeah, I mean, it's not oh, hold on, one. hold on, uh, just yeah, a quick yeah, break. No, 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 so just just really quick, we're gonna take a quick break and then we're gonna come right back. And we're back. So, so I believe that this whole COVID nineteen was just was was a great plan from the enemy. Using his little puppets, not only just in governments, but you know what I'm saying? In general. Do you believe that? I mean, I guess all I got to ask myself is what good is it doing in the kingdom of God? Absolutely nothing. It's not doing anything. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, just like God is using it for something good, you know, to shake up his church. Praise God. To see what. See what happens. See what we do. You know, um, 
the devil can very well use it too, you know. Absolutely. Even if he didn't make it, you know. But I mean, somebody had to make it. Of course. You know. Yes, mm -hmm. um, I just don't want to, you know. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. But uh. I got you. Um, what's I'm saying? I believe that whenever we we are really st standing firm in uh in in the foundation, like you were saying, in the rock foundation, I mean. We're still human. I know that. And and we are going to, you know, take precaution of our family and all of that, especially your family. I mean, if you're anything like me, you know, I worry more about myself or my family than anything else. I mean, me, I can care less, honestly. Sometimes I can care less, you know. I'm, whatever happens, happens. But, you know, I right. care for them, you know. Right. And, um, well, just to tell you that I... I actually was trying to convince Pastor to send me to um, to Matamoros, mm -hmm. to Tamaulipas, and uh, you don't have to be a you know a news reporter to know how how bad they're doing in Tamaulipas. Mm -hmm. But I just looked at it as an opportunity to preach the gospel to people that really need it, you know. Right. And man, I came to Pastor already and everything, you know, with the Bible verse and everything. And he got me on my tracks, man. He's like, yeah. Man, you probably practice that like for a whole week and just were ready to lash it out, huh? And I was like, oh my gosh, I can't believe he said that. <laughs> I was like, come on, Pastor, like, yeah, really? Yeah, yeah. But but he was he was looking out for my family, man. You know, he was he was using his wisdom, you know, like we always say, you know, he's he's so wise. Uh he was using wisdom, you know, and, and when I me, I was just, man, let's go and get it, man. But, you know, thank God for him, you know, that that he can use his wisdom to guide us, you know, sometimes that we, especially when when we really need it, you know, because that day I, I was just being foolish, I believe. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, even though I had I had a good a good reason, you know, I mean, I was really trying to believe God for, you know, for something, you know, for a place that is that bad to get something good out of it, you know, which I know God can do, and I still believe it, even if I didn't go there, you know, right. I still believe God can do that, you know. Maybe I'm. I was just wasn't the one, you know. But I believe God can do that, and I believe He will. Right. Um. But yeah, I mean, the devil has always used fear uh, to, you know, to knock people down. You get somebody into enough fear, and you got him frozen. Yes. You know, yes. he's he's not gonna do anything else. And I mean. If you look around, you know that's that's exactly what that's exactly what the devil's doing. You know yeah. all these commercials and all these. I mean, we always talk about it. You know how this is not the first time that this happens. Yeah, I mean, even the Bible says it. You know that nothing is new. Nothing is new under the sun. You know everything that is happening, it has already happened. Yeah, and very well said. You know, and um, but yet, you know, just because it's, it's commercialized. I don't even know if that's a word, but it sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> it's a word. But even if it's uh, the just because it's on TV all the time, even because it's on billboards and everything, like people started to panic, man. Right. Started running on panic mode, and man, let's let's just stay let's just stay home. And um, and like we we're saying, you know, yes, we gotta use our wisdom, and we gotta like um, stay home when we need to, you know, but. But when it's time, you know, to pick up the sword and go, man, we got to go, 
you know. Mm-hmm. And um, Pastor, um, uh, what is his name? Hispanic pastor from Mexico. He's the leader of all the churches in Mexico. Gajola. Pastor Gajola, he preached a sermon right when everything started happening. He started putting these big, big billboards. I mean, like huge big billboards uh, in front of his church and in other parts of the city, man. I mean, like probably like two of these walls put together, man. Huge billboards that talked about the word and talked about against against COVID. Not necessarily against it, but he talked about the word, man. He talked about like strength in the word and all that. And, and he was trying to make a point. You know, he was trying to make a point. He was like, COVID is talking pretty loud, man. Yeah. Who are you listening to? Right. You know? And unfortunately to say, most most of the world, you know, was listening to COVID. Yeah. You know, it's like, what is COVID saying today? What is COVID saying the next day? You know, like, mm-hmm. I can bet you there's some people that in the morning, they turn the TV on and start listening to whatever COVID was doing. It killed some more, it killed some more, and it killed some more, and all of these things. And and um, he preached a message that talked about fear. It talked, to, uh, I think it was called uh, when a Christian when a Christian fears, something like that in Spanish. And uh, he was talking about how it was proven that whenever somebody falls in fear, whenever somebody when fear gets a hold of somebody, how their uh, their defenses against any sickness, they would literally drop all the way to the floor where you were not, you, you were defenseless. Yeah. You had no more defense because you were in that, in fear mode. Right. And he was talking about how like, uh, this was scientifically proven and everything. And, uh, and he said, there's more people that are dying because they, because they are, fearful hmm. than what COVID is doing. Wow. Because the moment that you get caught on fear, COVID's taking, I mean, he can come to you anytime, however, you know, because you're vulnerable. Right. You don't have no defenses. Right. Doesn't matter if you have a mask or not, man. The mask ain't going to do nothing. Nothing at all. And, 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 I mean, if you think about it, the particles of that thing are so, so invisible, man, that you don't think that they're going to come through any hole that you have in your mask and and yeah i mean fear is taking a toll on people and and i'm that's how i believe you know that that the devil's working through us or in us or trying to anyway you know to get us into so much fear that we're just gonna freeze and not do anything till we die you know and uh that's not the way to go man that's not the way to go it really isn't. I, I think that um, in in everything that's 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 happened this past year, I mean, it's astonishing. I look at what the Bible says in the Old Testament, how the people of God or man, they forgot, man. They would they're so quick to forget. Yep. Brother, something happened all around the world this year that has never happened as far as in the scale that it did the way it did um has this type of tactic showed up before yeah it's happened in the past thousands of years ago i'm sure of it you know there's nothing new under the sun but on the scale that it's happened it's unbelievable so 
when I look at it, the Bible says, man, that uh, once the gospel is preached all over the world, and this and this and this, then he will come. So if we're at a point now in history, in, in, our, in, our, in our generation, where we can shut the whole world down, then it's obviously clear that we are super duper close right. to the end of the age. I was going to I'm, I'm going to do a, a word of a word of power today because it is oh, the next day already. <laughs> uh, it's it's going to be called the closing generation because we are the closing generation. Uh, Pastor gave a, a sermon called the uh, extra innings um, this past uh, this past time that he was uh, he was preaching and uh, he was talking about how we are in the last innings and at any moment the, the game can end. So he was uh, talking about that, but um, this is it, man. This is it. Um, I believe that we are so close to the end, Joab. It's unbelievable, man. But to those that are paying attention, that have got their eyes open, that got their ears open, that are actually paying attention, that will not forget what happened this year. You know, while we're all paying attention to this or paying attention to that, look, you open your eyes and really begin to ask God, God. Where are we? What do you want to do? And start getting together with God to make sure that we're doing whatever it is that he wants us to do in order to get people saved. It's getting critical. Um, it's getting very critical. Every time in this next, the next podcast is going to be about gene editing and other things that, that, that humanity is doing and the signs that are all over the world that, hey, we're at the end. This is oh. it. This is it, man. And um, when when it all comes down to it, God is dealing with the fear of his people. Fear. Because this is nothing. COVID-19 is nothing compared to what's going to come and shake the church next. So COVID-19 was used as an exercise by God. This is what I'm receiving. Was used as an exercise by God to, to, to overcome fear. So that way we got a fighting chance for what's coming. The next one. And uh, it's not COVID-19. Perhaps it might be used. I don't know. Only God knows. But all I know is that no matter what happens, man, we got to put our faith and our trust in the living God. Don't be ignorant. Pay attention to the signs. Ignorance. If Jesus said. That's the word I was looking for. Ignorance. Yeah. If Jesus said. Because Jesus said, uh, they asked Jesus, man, what, how do we know that, that you know, the world's going to end? Basically, I'm paraphrasing. And Jesus said, watch for these things. If he didn't say, he didn't say, uh, I'm on the throne. Don't worry about it. Is that what he said? I'm just curious. Right, right. That's not what he said. He said, watch for these things. And then when you see these things, he said, when you see these things, then you'll know that the end is near. Then, you know, so look, God's on the throne. Praise God that he is. But Jesus said, watch for these things. So I encourage you tonight. And I'm doing this and, and I'm having mercy on my son back there. He's a he's a he's the sound guy in the video and the video guy today. And uh, he seems to be struggling back there. <laughs> so I don't want him to drop the camera. Uh, so. My word of encouragement to you guys today is this. Look, I pray that the content in this podcast from the beginning to the end has blessed you in some way. But truly, at the end, 
the end of this podcast. I pray that you got it. I hope that this spiritual exercise that God used through COVID-19 has helped you to become bold in your faith to overcome these false accusations, these false these false tactics that the enemy has brought against the people of God to be afraid. I hope, man, that you got it. So, Joe, man, do you, do you want to tell anybody, do you want to tell the audience anything before we close? Uh, anything that you would like them to know? Any word of encouragement or any anything that you would like to say? <clears throat> I guess, uh, you know, just to end it with, I guess the most important thing is um, that I could say, you know, to once again with availability, make yourself available to do whatever it is that God wants to do in these last days that we have. Because I mean, I do believe we are in the last innings, like Pastor was saying. Um, and, and if you are, if you are truly a Christian, if you are truly a man of God, if you are truly a woman of God, you know that cares of what God wants to do, you know, um, we should be making ourselves available to, to do whatever it is that God wants to do and to do it now, you know, because what if he's waiting on you for you to make a move to make something happen? And there you are waiting on the other brother, waiting on God to say something. God, God has already said a lot of things, but a lot of times we don't want to listen to those things that he already said, or we are not, you know, opening the book where he said a lot of things. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, my only my only word would be that, you know, to just make yourself available to do whatever it is that we have to do, you know, before Christ comes back. You know, that, I mean, why not reach as many as we can, you know, before this thing goes off? You know, because that's what the, that's what the devil is doing. That's what the enemy is doing. He's reaching anyone that he can before i mean because he knows he knows that he's that his chances are very slim and he's taking every opportunity to take somebody out and we should be doing the same we should be taking every opportunity to put somebody in the kingdom of god so uh yeah i mean if i could give you any last encouragement would be that you know to just make yourself available for god to do whatever it is that he has for your life and that he has for the next soul. Amen. So, amen. Amen to that. So, I would like to thank you guys for tuning in uh, on this uh, special late night, early morning podcast. Uh, this is Real Light, truly. Um, the name of the podcast is Real Light, and it's we called it that for a reason. Because we got a lot of truths, false truths going around everywhere. But we need some real light. We need some real light to be shed upon these things so that we can truly understand. And I pray that, you know, through the grace of God and through the power of the Holy Spirit, we provide that light for you in some way. So if you were blessed by this content, man, feel free to leave comments in the comments section. Um, If if this is your first time tuning in, you know, uh, tap the subscribe button below. So that you can get a notification every single time that we drop a new a new episode. So 
Joab, it's been a pleasure, my brother, man. Same here. And I thank you for coming over. I know you're a very busy man. They had you <laughs> running everywhere since you've been in town, but I know that you're going to be heading back to Querétaro here pretty soon. And I just want to, I just want to say thank you for for making yourself available, you know, for the viewers, uh, for God and for the viewers, uh, for 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 just being a part of uh, what we got going on here because we believe that we're making a difference. And uh, and I thank you that you are a part of that. I'm blessed, man. We love you. We love what you're doing, man. And man, I pray that God prosper you and bring fruit that lasts, man. Amen. In Jesus' name. So to everybody, man, y'all have a good morning. And we'll see you next time.